0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Lofa, who's joining us today? Who is this guy in the middle, this incredibly good-looking Seahawk fan? Who is this guy?
0: This is my good friend, Dean Nielsen Jr. Uh-huh. Um, you know, a lot of stories about Dean. I guess we'll start off. He was once my life coach and, um, you know, well, you know, my life started to get worse, so I fired oh. him. How do you, become,
1: how do you and, become an ex-life coach? That's crazy. And I hired
0: him. It was a great spin to this. Okay, you know me, zoning in on the positive perspective. Mm-hmm. Hired him as my drinking buddy and lifting partner. Life's never been better. <laughs>
1: so, so, I, do. Hey, it's fired, what I do. Fired as life coach, hired as drinking buddy.
0: And, yeah, and golf. He and couldn't golf afford me. Money.
2: He couldn't afford me. That's the real story uh so yeah anyways lofa thing that's the real story though but that's that's a pretty good intro right
0: there <laughs> yeah i mean just overall stud loves the hawks just like we all do mm-hmm. um you, you know he's our insider he went to opening day of training right. camp and he also went to right. the scrimmage so he's got some incredible insight for us coming up
1: yeah and, yeah um, not only a friend of the show friend of lofa but also fan insider for the zombie number okay good yeah yeah what else lofa keep going
0: um he can bench a shit ton of weight okay so that's so that's cool sweet um,
1: sweet what's your bench dean officially I think, we're, I
0: think
2: we're like three three fifty-five, 365 right around there
1: uh 55 365 that's 10 pound difference there come on let's get specific
2: Hey, it's, it all depends. Well, let's go with three fifty-five right now. But okay. that's, I also have T Rex arms, so it's not like the bar has to travel very far. So, <laughs> all right, all right. We'll write that down. And uh, born and raised where, Dean? I'm, I was born in Spokane. Uh, played baseball in Central Washington. Always mm-hmm. it on over here. Uh, oh, Wildcats! All right. Yeah, Division yeah. Two. We chose Division Two. So, nice. Uh, no, my brother's
1: a Wildcat man. He was he was over there in um, in uh, Ellensburg for four years.
2: He graduated, it's, a fun, never- it's a fun little town man it's it's not too big like the wazoo's and the u-dubs of the world but it, ah. it was perfect i met my wife there and uh you know it's it's just a great little town we we go back we try to go back every year to the rodeo which is coming up and it's always a blast
1: oh yeah man. big time rodeo it's a lot of fun also uh on the campus there is also a plaque that marks the geographical center of the state of washington i don't know if I you knew, know that but there's a fact about your own college from me that's a very
2: fun fact
0: <laughs> i did not know that Doing something new every day dean's Ladies
2: gonna gentlemen. be hanging
1: out uh with us for the for the episode today cracking wise and um also hopefully throughout the season lofa are you ready to start the show here
0: absolutely i thought we officially? already officially
1: all right <laughs> let's hit the theme song let's
2: get this crowd going now come on get it up get on three. One, two, three, Lofa Tatupu is up in the mix. Go Hots.
0: I'm just about that action, boss. Takes
2: the snap. He's going to throw down the middle. What a catch. It's intercepted by Lofa Tatupu. Holy catch. Play football now! It's going to work now. Let's keep playing. Who's got my best? Go Has no fun. The ah, player. Trouble playing. Thunder. All one. Ready. Please. Russell looking. Russell
0: scrambling. Go Pump faking. Go
2: Still looking. Now he spins out. We got to five, baby. By 40 Down the far sideline. He's still moving. He's going to go. go!
1: 20, 10. They do it again. Touchdown! on the Belief Sports Network, also on Brinks TV. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Seahawks superfan Brett Davern, joined as always by my partner, Seahawks legend, Lofa Tatupu. What's up, buddy? How's it going, boss? He's got the sweet uh, smiley face emojis in his window today, trying to look like a 15-year-old Gen Zoomer over there. Look at this guy my god and then uh, also joined on this episode by special guest dean never a last name for dean just dean just okay. one yeah
0: actually <laughs> there a- was only one dean hashtag one.
1: Just dean man just dean that's him um rocking the backwards hat he got the memo he's a big hawk fan and he'll be cracking wise and hanging out Blah. Cracking Wise and hanging out on this episode. Thank you all for joining us. If you have emails to send, you can do that at seahawkspod at gmail.com. Let us know. Also, social media for the show. Believe in Seahawks. B-L-E-A-V-I-N. Seahawks on any social media comment subscribe go ahead and uh, you know press the subscribe button or I think they're calling it follow now on all the podcast apps so follow our show on podcast apps help us rise up those lists out there and keep building this dysfunctional family over here at the Seahawks podcast on the believe network um, guys on this episode it's all about the offense we talked about the defense last time so we're going to be focusing in on the offense he didn't interrupt me. We're gonna be uh, looking in at the offense. We're gonna be focusing in on the offense. He's not gonna. He's not zone gonna in? say it.
0: There it is. Come on, man. I mean, you do it so many times. I can't be just interrupting you every time we do it. Oh man, <laughs> he used to make me put like a dollar in the zone in jar and everything. <laughs> not I even. Still haven't seen him. that fine jar. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> that's that's it. Has gotten so past the point that I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna stop correcting him. <laughs> all right.
1: Uh, also, the Seahawks had a mock game. And so there's, ah, man, sorry. I got something in my throat today. There is there is plenty of stuff to talk about uh, on this episode. Before we get to all of it, let's do a live read for our sponsor, betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. If you guys are looking to lay down wagers for, on anything in the world of sports and also things for outside of the world of sports, you can do that. At betonline.ag. Use our promo code, Lofa. Believe. To get a a 50% welcome bonus when you go to betonline.ag. Man, you can put down some Super Bowl picks. Uh, There's, you know, Major League Baseball going on. There's just like all kinds of things to wager on. They also have an online 24-7 casino that never closes, full of table games and stuff. So check them out, betonline.ag. All right, Dean, get ready it's mock game talk time, okay? The Seahawks, they had a game sort of against each other in the action green at Lumen Field. They played a mock game. It's the closest thing we've had to football, real football in a while. How was it, Dean? Describe the atmosphere. Let's talk about the players.
2: You know, I mean, just first off, just being around live football again, you know, was unreal. We didn't realize what we have, you know, I've been going, I haven't missed a game in 18 years. And just wow. finally being able to get back in that stadium, uh, it was pretty – I mean, it's pretty surreal. Obviously, it wasn't as packed as a normal game, but um, they they did it right, you know. So, there's so much to look at, right? There's so many new guys. And yeah. right off the bat, if we're just focusing on the offense, um, I mean, dude – I mean, Chris Carson looks – he's got a little pep in his step. Okay. I mean, you guys, his workout videos were are stupid. They're unreal. insane. Mean, yeah. 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 But seeing the dude live, he's, I don't know if it's because I haven't seen him live in a year or what, but he looks like he's got an
0: extra pep in his step, dude. He's okay. That shit is I mean, yeah, I saw oh, those that's videos. that's good. I
1: mean, coming into a new contract, right? So, like, you never know what happens when guys sign their, their new deals and stuff like that. Lofa, uh, did you see any video? Or Chris Carson, how do you feel about him?
0: yeah um they was posting like you know probably every other week and you know sports centers re, you know reposting them and at one point he had like six plates on each side <laughs> doing like a half squat pause bringing it back up back down pause it's it's insane yeah so if we can keep that guy healthy i mean you know how i feel about him every every year towards the postseason that's the piece we've been missing and you know yeah. we were lucky to have him last year but you know things didn't work out uh we didn't get to hand, a, hand it off to him 30 or so times in the
1: Okay, end. but as a former player, I mean, mock game, meh or yeah from you?
0: I'm going to go meh. <laughs> That's what I thought i mean it's a mock game right you know,
1: I mean, how much can be learned what what's it like even as a player I know, mean, walk us through this thing
0: you, you even want to make a mock- <laughs> yeah there you go see it's still not even real football but the pads are on and you never want to make a mockery of the mock game so okay. you know you go out there and play you know however many snaps you have i'm sure bobby got like a series if that was he out there
2: yeah he got i think two I, I honestly jordan brooks like looks like his clone so there was a couple series where i couldn't tell if it was jordan or if it was bobby so oh, wow. i think Whoa. he got one or two series though that's really exciting.
0: That's, yeah. that's, that's exciting news right there, there. yeah that's you know two bobbies
2: yeah Let's it's go. L- literally because they both have their jerseys kind of tucked up so you couldn't see their numbers and uh, okay you know, sometimes and I couldn't Ooh. tell if it was Bobby or Jordan. They literally, to I mean, team. they
0: can both fly too. So, were, yeah, were, that's...
1: were they showing off the abs too, like an early 90s college football game?
2: What was they? Were I, I think DK was and those things? I, I I, told my wife to look away. She was sitting next to me and I was yeah. just like making sure she wasn't, you know, looking over there. Those yeah. things got to be that's just playing. unfair.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, that's not fair. Not fair with that guy's out there on the field. He's got ab augmentations. You know, speaking of like, yeah, speaking of series and, and all kinds of stuff like that, they they were keeping track during the mock game. Russell Wilson, uh, just back to the offensive side of the football, 13 of 20 for 196 yards on five drives. That was uh, one touchdown and three field goals on the on those drives. Um, so I, that sounds pretty good from QB one. Right. But again, it's a mock game. Like, you know, Dean, how physical was it out there between the DBs and the wide receivers? Was, were they wide open for Russ or, you know, is there anything to be gleaned from this 13 of 20 for one ninety six?
2: You know, one thing I loved, you know, Shane coming in is I really didn't recognize one play that they threw out there on the offense. Russ overthrew about three balls. Um, You know, the, the corners were playing well. I know. um, I know DJ didn't, DJ Reed didn't suit up. But, I mean, mm-hmm. Trey Flowers is looking pretty darn good. But wow, th- they were was. pretty competitive. They were pretty physical on the outside there. But other than that, there are so many times where I was like, did Carlos Dunlatt get a sack there? Did he not get a sack there? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, Definitely I mean, Russell. Got a sack. Yeah, I mean, for sure. And, that, yeah, by we, the way, that's the biggest dude I've ever seen live in my life. Absolute so. monster. <laughs> wow. It's a
0: monster. And <laughs> he can move. Like, he's a great athlete for to be 6'6", 280. Yeah. Oh,
1: well, hey, speaking of big men that can move, what about Puna's scoop and score touchdown? That had to be fun.
2: Puna's the guy.
0: That was. I was a little concerned about the diving at the ankles of, you know, our running back. Yeah. You know, that that scares me as a a coach, you know. I love the competitiveness as a player, as a coach that scared me a little bit because, you know, you you don't want, you know, just a loose ball. But then to watch uh, Puna scoop and score right after, it made it all worth it. (laughs)
2: <laughs> it's well it's kind of they're- one of those things in a mock game, you're so nervous for someone to get hurt. So you're like, you want you want to see some live action, but at the same time you're like, okay, relax. Yeah. Easy it up. You chill out. Is
0: it, you take a little deep breath with that, you know, every play, especially as a coach. When I was sitting there in the booth, you know, watching Bobby and KJ, I'm just like, oh, he's getting up slow. Well, okay- it-?
2: <laughs> Don't like that. It's not
1: quite a mock game, but coming up this weekend on the 14th, we play the Raiders. It's the first real you know, preseason game, and that's coming up on the 14th. We move from a mock game to a, a preseason game. So, you know, all the same concerns, but then we're playing the Raiders. And Lofa, the guys have to be excited to be looking towards this weekend when they can hit someone in a different color jersey, right?
0: Absolutely. And, I mean, we're not going to get into game planning yet. That's not where – you know, well, actually, was it three preseason games now? Maybe they will start the game planning a week early because now that that second one becomes, like, the third one, the dress rehearsal. So, um, yeah, we'll see a little bit of game planning, I guess, Uh, get familiar with uh, the Raiders and and what they like to run. But um, for the most part, you just want to see guys – out there flying to the ball on defense and then just making the right read on offense. That's the biggest thing. Um, And, you know, we're going to get to look at, you know, the guys that hopefully we don't need, you know, but injuries do happen. So uh, we're going to see who's going to step up and shine uh, when when the lights come on.
1: Well, and also let me point out game is in Vegas. They got that brand new stadium over there and, uh, you know, it's a preseason game and all that you can't really say like rivalry renewed but seahawks raiders that's pretty cool and that it's in vegas that that big you know darth vader looking thing they've built out there in the desert like i'm kind of pumped just
2: to see that kind of stuff you know
0: absolutely
2: i heard do they have a they have like a nightclub in one of the end zones am i did i hear is that fake news or is that real oh that's real It's (laughs) fake. yeah (laughs) no that's real
1: yeah, why not? Um, okay, so <laughs> moving on though, because this episode is about the offense, and you gotta start with the guy who's now in charge of the offense right away, brand new offensive coordinator Shane Waldron. And everything that we're hearing out of camp, every quote, every article, every everything is about the tempo. Tempo, tempo, tempo. That's all you're gonna hear as a Seahawk fan, especially in the first part of the season when it comes to the offense. I mean, Dean, you were there, you know, you kind of touched on it there for a second, but I, tell us about it, man. Like, how up tempo is it? Is this like Chip Kelly two point what, What's going on?
2: Yeah. So, from what I noticed, they kind of they kind of pick and choose when they're going to use the fast the fast tempo. Every single time they use it, though, you can tell. You know, Bobby was still talking to the guys, getting their defense. You know, they're always on their heels, hmm. and it definitely had some L.A. Rams esque type you know type tempo there, okay. which I- just reminds me of pretty much every time you know in the past two years fourth quarter two-minute drill we got the russell wilson wilson special you you got that you know when there are still six minutes left in the quarter so so i loved it you could it's definitely you can definitely tell the defense is on their heels they're not ready for it um also i know these guys are still trying to get get into shape too yeah Um, so i saw a lot of hands on hips but you know it's it's definitely refreshing to see uh you know the change of pace in the game for sure so
0: was it change of pace like you know they get a first down there used to be like a package that some offenses would call like nascar or race car so if there was not even just a con you know controversial play like oh they might have got the first down could be a red flag review they would just go race car hurry up and run a zone read what were they running like actual pass plays on on the hurry up was it like a full-blown hurry up sequence or did they just change it like huddle up one one player or another and then two plays in a row right at the line of scrimmage did you did, could you tell from from that tempo
2: they had a little mix of everything um you know they had that one bomb down to dk and obviously they they up up after that but they had a couple you know five yard hitch routes or a slant they'd throw a quick slant to you know to tyler whoever it was and then they would just do they wouldn't come completely in the huddle they would just kind of rust would scream the play and then they would go um, okay and then they would run give like Chris a sweep or something like that. And then they wow. would just go full up tempo. Let's roll. So yeah. it was it was a little mix of everything, which was really it was really cool to see. And I think it's gonna surprise some people.
0: No, wow. that is that's an absolute nightmare when a quarterback, you know, and um Rogers, Manning, all those guys, they they had that autonomy or freedom to to, you know, hey, okay, I see something, get up there, we're gonna go back to back plays, you know, quick, hurry up up tempo. So um, you know, just another progression in, in Russ's game. Well and, his th- MVP campaign.
1: well, and we know he wants to have, you know, even more of a fingerprint on the offense and on the team and and sort of like, you know, him calling plays, let Russ cook, all that kind of <clears throat> stuff. So do we think it's also a thing where Lofa, don't they sometimes call like, you know, two plays or something like that in a row or like they all know. And so then he, when he goes running the line, he just kind of selects which one he kind of thinks would Would Russell have an option there when they're going that fast? Yeah, uh, to call his stuff.
0: Yeah, I think depending on how comfortable he is and how you know what Shane thinks, you know, like where how far along he is into knowing the whole system the package that uh, he's putting in in place in terms of the tempo if, mm-hmm. if russ is shown to, to handle it well and, and you know mas- master it then yeah he'll absolutely hand that, that uh, the reins over to him and say hey you know this series we get a first down or if we get a second and short just get to the line and, and do your thing like whatever you want to run so
1: are, are you guys at all though as hawks fans nervous about this a little bit because i gotta tell you i am <laughs> we've seen this tempo thing in the nfl before it never works I mean, Chip Kelly was in the NFL. That didn't really work. You know, we played um uh, right like, we've seen these teams like that basically run down the field and it works kind of early in the season a lot of the time. Like when Chip first came in and stuff like that. Don't don't you be pointing at your mech up. This is a thing. <laughs> it works it works
2: early in the season, okay? It
0: never It never
2: works. Come how on, for up a little bit. We can't get any worse than last year. When you have your own receiver saying how predictable we were, yeah, something's, something's wrong. I understand. So
1: it's, but I'm talking about the tempo specifically, not the offense. I'm just talking about this, this up-tempo, college style, let's hurry up, the defense will be on its heels. We've seen it work in the NFL through the first like four or five weeks, but we haven't seen a team have like real great long success with this kind of style of play. So I'm just a little nervous as a Hawk fan, that's all. Not about the scheme again, just about the tempo.
0: And I'm going to say that when you give the power to Russell Wilson, there's nobody that believes more than he does. So let's put the ball in his hands. (laughs) And if he believes in the play he's calling, everybody else has to believe. So there's the positive spin on that one, Brett Davern.
2: All right. Fair enough. That's fine. Dean, you're not nervous at all? I, I mean, I just think new OC coming in, it's just going to take some time for them to get used to it. It's going to be a little sloppy, maybe a little slow start, especially when we're having three preseason games. I'm really not. You know, they're going to pick and choose when they're going to use the tempo. You know, they're not going to do it 100% of the time. Um, like I said, I just don't think it can get much worse than than the second half of last year when literally every defense knew what was coming. So yeah. I think yeah. we're going to be just
1: yeah, okay. All right, fair enough. We'll watch that as it as it goes along here. Um let's then do our deep dive here into the offense. Everything offense on this episode. And just like uh last episode, let's go through this thing alphabetically. Lofa on the uh, offense. Yeah. The first position group alphabetically would be what?
0: Um fullback?
1: No, the centers. Come oh. on
0: now. got oh, okay. where are you going? Okay.
1: <laughs> the center is Ethan Posick, uh 6'6", 320, the LSU Tiger. He's in his fifth season already. Uh, looking to anchor the line, I think he's probably center number one, even though he's got a little bit of a hamstring issue going on right now. Backing him up is uh, Brad uh, Lundablade. I don't know. Never heard of him. And then Kyle Fuller, who's filled in in the past. Um, we're pretty much set at center, don't we think, guys?
0: I think so. Um, I, think,
2: I think that's a lot.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's just like DJ Reed. Put him in there. <laughs>
2: just a lock. Yeah, Lock it up with Posick.
1: I mean, fifth year, you know, like he, he's played pretty solid. Look, the offensive line has got to be pretty much the focus, especially through the preseason and for Hawks fans right now with, you know, the offseason stuff with Russell's comments on the Dan Patrick show, all that stuff. So offensive line is something that everyone's looking at. And I mean, he's he's right there in the middle. Right. And we like the way he plays so far. Right. Don't we think?
0: He's really played surprisingly – I don't want to say surprisingly well. I mean, he's got his opportunity, and he's here because he's a professional. But, um, you know, that was a position that was, um, you know, a lot of focus, maybe a little zoned in on it because, you know, we had a stud like Britt there for so many years. Yeah. And um, it's – it's <clears throat> you, you tend to take a guy like Britt for granted, you know, um, because you never hear about – you only hear about O-linemen when they don't do their job, right? And so – that's that was the case, you know. Britt, we never had to worry about him. So when you had a, a younger guy coming in, you would just worry about some communication because that is the quarterback of the O line. You know, he's calling the plays and, and telling you who the mic is and where they're going with certain run plays. So uh but I thought I thought he did a great job. Uh, well last
1: year. and they've had a chance at, to get Britt back or bring him back like twice now, kind of, and they haven't, so they must be believing in Posic and you know, they're ready to roll with him.
0: Yeah, he's younger. Cost a little less, Um, you know, I don't, I don't think that there's really compares between the two. I mean, Brett's a stud. He's just coming off injury Um, and you know, you'll see him do his thing with Houston. I'm sure. I'm sure.
1: Well, next up in alphabetical order is the fullbacks and there's only one of them, Nick Ballore. That's our fullback. So uh, if we're rolling with a fullback, he's the one Dean. uh, Did you notice that Ballore was doing anything out there in the mock game or I mean, do
2: they use fullbacks anymore? I didn't see much of him. I mean, he's just a special team stud, right? Yeah. Like, every, pro I think bowler. every time during the game, I'll be texting Lofa saying, look out yes. for Valor. Guarantee he's going to make this tackle. Barton. I get the text from Dean. 100%. Those are my boys right there. Those guys are the Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's just he's just a stud pro bowler. Like, he's, he's just going to do his thing. But, no, Lofa, going back on the offensive line real quick, though, is, you know, they're like washing machines. You only talk about them when they're broke. Or when they're not working, so it's. I think Brett
1: Dean the way, was rehearsing that line in the mirror. That's why he had to, we had to get that one in there. Well, I have
2: a mirror all set up right here, so I definitely <laughs> yes. was getting ready for <laughs> it.
0: You're visualizing it. He, no, he did but, the he did the mock podcast. I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but he he filling in shoes for Brett is going to be tough. But um yeah, I think if we start using. Uh, I don't know if we're going to use Bloor as much as we, we normally have, but just he's just a dude on special
0: teams. I don't I they don't really use fullbacks anymore, Lofo. What's up? I don't know. And this, Okay, first of all, what really – you want to know really grinds my gears? Yeah. In 2010, I was watching film with this kid from Central Michigan, and he was just running all over the field kicking ass. I'm talking just taking heads off. I was like, yo, this guy is amazing. It was Nick Bloor playing middle linebacker so huh. this is again and so i i told the hawks i go yo go get this kid i promise you you'll love him and uh he went undrafted i said he was worthy of like a fifth sixth round pick you know a late just you take a flyer on a guy like that it was six yeah. two two forty um he didn't run great at the combine but whatever he was still making every play yeah, all he we, does... all, we all don't
1: run good at the combine, right? No, right?
0: Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's, it's a signature of a true ball player.
1: Yeah. It's, it's in-game speed is what matters, yeah. right,
0: Lopa? I'm slow as shit, but I beat all the 4-4s to the football. And that's how you <laughs> find the football players. Okay. But so this guy goes undrafted to uh, the top five defense or the top two defenses in, I mean, the three or four year span, the Jets and Rex Rack. And he makes it. As David Harris's backup, and uh, you know, here we are, what eleven years later, and uh, I finally got my guy. He he's here with the Hawks, and he made a Pro Bowl. Yeah. So shout out to Nick Belore, Stop. Yeah.
1: hell yeah, Stun. Nick Belore, bringing the lunch pail. He's one of those guys, you know. Which so, why he yeah. makes
0: all those big hits on special teams. I mean, the guy's a, he's a linebacker at heart, but
1: absolutely, you, absolutely, you know, but for- a true
0: team player. He does whatever it takes to win.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. Hey, how about some guards? Let's move on here. So position group G, the guards, Damian Lewis, Gabe Jackson, Jordan Simmons, Phil Haynes. um, But uh, Gabe Jackson and Damian Lewis, they're really the story here. I mean, potentially one of the best guard duos in the entire league. I'd say Damian Lewis is an absolute stud, has been since he's a rookie. Gabe Jackson's a veteran who's coming in, you know, brand new to the team this year. But if if those two can really like find out, you know, a way to really work in tandem and become I mean, dude, I'm pumped for the guards uh that we got on this team. What do you guys think? Gabe
2: is just a bust, dude. He is going to pancake a lot of dudes this year. <laughs> it's oh, gonna okay. be unreal. That's oh I thought you said bust. I was like, No Oh no, he's a bust. He's oh, a bust. massive dude. <laughs> oh wow. yeah, sure he is.
0: Wow, look at him.
2: Yeah,
1: he's a big dude. Uh, Lofa, what do you think about the guards here? I'm pretty pumped about these two inside uh, linemen here.
0: Yeah, it's impressive. And um, you know, I heard nothing but great things about Gabe, and then you know how I feel about Damien. And I like it's so hard to come in. I don't care if you know everything to do, like if you know all the right reads and you've got great instincts and you know the offense really well, to play in the fucking trenches mm. is a nightmare as a rookie. Like it's some grown ass men in there and uh he had it, he handled it no problem and not only did they do that jumped over filled in amberley at center when mm-hmm. uh when yeah. went down yeah not, like i said keep coming back to it to not have one bad snap or you know offsides it was incredible you yeah. know the guy jumped over from guard to do that at center and incredible
1: yeah. Yeah. And also just a fun little tidbit. I mean, he's a tiger, LSU tiger, yeah. Ethan Posick's mm-hmm. an LSU tiger. I think they crossed over a little bit uh, right there. Maybe at the when Postic was leaving and maybe Lewis was coming in. So that's kind of cool too. And and maybe like helps out just cause they've been playing together for, you know, longer than just the NFL. So interesting little tidbit there. Um, but speaking of guards, a former Seahawk guard had a big weekend this last weekend and you know, this is the seahawks podcast so we got to talk about uh, a hall of famer here steve hutchison winning the hall of fame i mean one of the best guards to ever do it right lofa your former teammate i mean how will hutch be remembered as a seahawk and then also if you just want to you know talk about hutch for a second because
0: absolute you- savage yeah. i mean you know on the field savage mm-hmm. off the field one of the greatest guys you ever met um just there's <laughs> he was here in seattle and we continually led the league in rushing Mm -hmm. he goes over to minnesota and they start leading the league in rushing and (laughs) it's not a coincidence um that's what happens when you get a hall of fame caliber player like hutchie and um just an absolute beast and you know my rookie year man coming in facing that guy every day i mean it may be better obviously but i'd be lying if i say you know it wasn't hell going against him and and walt
1: yeah (laughs) Yeah, no, totally. I mean, he's just the man. There he, there he is at Michigan back in the day. And, I mean, Dean, as a fan, how will Hutch be remembered as a Seahawk? Because I think, you know, a lot of thing, the thing that we remember is obviously what happened at the end with one of the most bonehead contractual front office decisions, who even knows what the hell happened there type things. Um, so, you know, let's, let's as fans, like, do we remember that? I mean, we obviously remember the play on the field. What, what do we think about our guy Hutch here?
2: I just think he he kind of put the Seattle O line on the map. Him yeah. and Big B Walt,
0: mm-hmm. you know,
2: having Sean Alexander, like they just put the O line on the on the map. That's kinda, that's what I grew up with seeing him. And, and also too, Loaf, you you posted a photo standing next to Hutch yesterday. You look like a second grader standing next to that dude. What <laughs> is a, going it, on?
0: Felt like a second grader. <laughs> Man, that dude.
2: Like, that that is a beast right there. That's yeah. unbelievable. He's no, he's just a bad angle. Yeah. <laughs> That's for sure bad angle. Uh, but no, he I mean he's just when you think of O line, you just think of b Walt and you think of you think of Hutch. Um and just how lucky Sean Alexander was to have that and Max Strong in front of him. Like can you imagine that? <laughs> That's pretty ridiculous. What Don't do we
1: heck? What do we do with Hutch, uh, legacy wise as, as the Seahawks? I mean, other Seahawk Hall of Famers have their jerseys retired by the team, you know, ring of honor and, and, you know, it ended awkwardly, but some of that stuff should be in order here for Hutch question mark.
0: Yeah, but it was, it never ended. Yeah, absolutely. Ring of honor. Um, I believe he he belongs to this ring of honor, Minnesota's ring of honor, um, for, mm -hmm. for the work he's done, you know, not just on the field, but also in the community phenomenal dude. And, um, you know i think you know we do have one going in this year it could be him um then you know that would be something. Oh
1: right at least they're going to add a new person but we don't know who it is we, yet. we
0: haven't yeah they haven't told said who it is yet but um but yeah man just uh, can't can't say enough good things about about hutch
1: should they retire his jersey or put him in obviously we we all agree ring of honor for sure
2: at the very least right but. Oh, absolutely. Without a doubt. I, I think they're going to run, run out of room there on the Ring of Honor here pretty darn soon with, you know, the LOBs and all oh, yeah. You know, there's all names that. coming up, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. How long do you have to wait till you can qualify for Ring of Honor?
0: I, I don't know if there's really uh, a certain, you know, time frame or what. But, I mean, you know, there are going to be a lot of names going in there with, with the Super Bowl teams, you know, that won it and then went back. Um, but the thing with Hutch, you know – I understand, like, you know, it wasn't bad terms that he left on. He, you no, know, no, there wasn't. was nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. there was it was there's was hard feelings because it hurt. Yeah, right. it hurt everybody, you know, uh, especially us to lose a teammate like that. Um, but I believe it was his agent who who helped write the, the CBA that year and inserted there was a new what was the poison pill, the, poison the transition pill. tag. Yeah. The tra- yep. is a, Yeah. So now not just franchise, but transition. And with the transition, you could put in certain clauses that would kick in if he went to another city. Or I forget exactly what happened, but he essentially what they said was like, look, if you transition tag him, he is gone. And he got transition tagged in, instead of franchise. That's really what should yeah. happen. And then as they work towards a new long term deal.
1: Which was also like not even Mike Holmgren's idea either. Like he didn't want that. I think you know famously he didn't even know that was sort of yeah, happening. No, yeah, yeah. So it with the whole thing was a big CF. Let's Look, put it, <laughs> but, <you> know,
0: <laughs> it is what it is. If we if we have Hutch looking, I don't want to like you know, trip down memory lane. Like oh, we would have won five Super Bowls. I'm not saying, but that we at least go back to to one maybe not two the next year when we we really had a hard time getting that third down third and short I think we were one for eight and third and three or less against the Bears that went to overtime mm-hmm. we, we win that game and then you know so we at least advanced there to uh to an NFC championship game and then um in 07 I think that was our best year and the best roster we put together and uh to make that push we would have came out of Green Bay with a win yeah so. He, yeah. he's that much he's a hall of famer he's the, yeah. that much of a difference maker
1: <laughs> yeah it's a bummer i mean couldn't you know off the top of my head in in contractual front office type stuff i'd say that's like the number one thing that everyone would do over again if they could but uh anyway we digress and and we need to move on next up alphabetically wait, position group oh no go ahead Lofa, wait, sorry.
0: quick shout out to my yeah. boy edge james who also made the hall of fame oh Did yeah forget edge was here he he donned he the, the neon the hot, green too. jersey yeah um, yep. <laughs> and just a quick story about edge one of the greatest locker room guys you ever met I mean everybody loved him he wanted to be around him he had that great energy um but his he came here in 09 and I don't know why they like never gave him reps I know his knee was not 100 percent, but you know he's just coming off I think the Super Bowl a year ago with the Cardinals so he was still I mean he's still Edge James he's still a Hall of Famer He finally gets some playing time against the Jaguars, Who and in the fourth quarter, we get the ball back with 12 minutes. I'm thinking we got to go back out there three times, right? Edge James, with 12 carries, rattled off like 50 yards and killed the whole 12 minutes of clock. I mean, just ran out there, gave him the biggest hug and high five, and like, man, thank you for not making us go back out there and preserving the shutout. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Cool. Very cool story. Yeah. Uh good. Yeah, uh, James, or,
0: man. One yeah of the best shout out
1: ever. to him, Hall of Famer also. Um back to the Seahawks though, and and next up alphabetically positioned group wise, quarterbacks. Russell Wilson. That's it. <laughs> is, there, is it, is it worth it. talking about it further than that? Did we skip um, halfbacks? Um I mean he well, with running running, running
2: RBs, so you know. Hey.
1: But I mean, uh you gave me a little <laughs> bit
0: of shit there, man. I was... Just... <laughs> I mean, that's what
1: I know <laughs> There's there's Russ. There's our guy. Uh, you know, number three in your programs, but QB one on the depth chart, and um, you know, that's how it goes. So uh, he, is he is he going to be cooking this year? Is he? I mean, Dean, you saw him out there. You said he got a couple uh, high throws, but come on, whatever. It's practice. How do we feel about Russell going into this season, guys?
2: He is going to be in the kitchen cooking. It's, yeah. it's there's going to be so much yards after catch. It's going to be ridiculous. Oh, okay. Um, if you're a fantasy guy, pick up DK, because I think that dude got like six or seven targets. It's going to be the DK Russell Ooh, show okay. all day long. Okay. Quick slants, quick little passes. It's going to be all about yards after catch. Wow. Um He's getting the ball out early, which means he's not going to be getting hit, which means his offensive line. Isn't going to be looking on ESPN saying he's, he's, he's talking crap about him. Um, <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm, I'm stoked for him. He's, he's going to get the ball out early, um, and it, from what it looks like, he has more say in the offense. Um, that, Is he that up tempo?
1: Is he throwing with anticipation? Because this is something I hear analysts say a lot. It's not just the the quick throws, which I think all Hawk fans want to see him get the ball out of his hand a little bit earlier. It would help the pass rush, like you said, all that. But throwing also with anticipation. You know, he's one of these guys who's uh, vertically challenged a little bit. Lofa, yeah. we, you know, like Drew Brees and myself and, and whatever. So sometimes it's like you got to be able to throw it before you can see it. Do you see him kind of throwing it earlier if that makes sense dean did you notice that like throwing it before guys comes out of breaks and things like
2: that yeah dev i saw that especially on the outside routes um he's getting the ball out early you know before they're getting there but i'm not i mean the first the first pass he had was just an absolute dime to dk i think it was like a 40 yard just go route perfectly placed uh but yeah he's getting the ball out early and you know it's just one thing he's rolling out i like him when he's rolling out play action because there's not a lot of people near him, and he's so good on that, you know, when he's running that, that you know, those uh, across-the-body passes with those slant patterns, um, those crossing routes from the other side. Uh, but, yeah, and you can definitely tell he's still getting kind of familiar. You know, these – I didn't recognize – I think I recognized one route any of these guys were doing. So, you know, it's still new, but he's just, you know, we're, we're so lucky to have <laughs> that dude under center. It's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, he's going to be him? a good hit
1: uh keeping Russ on the move important this year and also how do we just feel in general
0: yeah no i, I really dean said it all i have no worries at all uh with QB1 and um i think it's going to lead us right into the next uh position which i do have some worries about
1: well hold on before we get there i want to ask you guys because look i not to i'm not trying to be a debbie downer or anything like that but it's my job to point these things out like russ was cooking last year you know mvp through the first like six weeks it, it wasn't able to be sustained for uh, probably a million reasons but you know how do we keep him cooking all year long in in is it the new offense is it is it just that easy like now it's more complex and it'll keep people guessing Dean? You're nodding
2: already. Yeah, I, I think I think that's going to play a big role in. Jeff. I don't think his drop off last year was all on him. You know, I think all these defenses started to figure them out. They they knew it was coming. They weren't going to give up the deep ball, and that kind of took away a lot of traits. Russell Wilson is great at you know if, if the defense knows what's coming it's it's pretty hard to be successful especially in the NFL. <laughs> so yeah. I mean I think you know if, if with this new with this new OC you know it's going to be new to a lot of these other defenses so I think that in itself is going to put Russ in a better spot I also think Russ might have a little bit more picks this year just because he's going to be throwing the ball a little bit more um uh, but I, I I don't think there's going to be a drop off quite like what we saw last year
1: Lofa how do we keep him cooking
0: yeah, well, I mean, hopefully everybody stays healthy. That was, yeah. you know, uh, the Nixon in and out of the running backs. Like I said, um, when we faced some of the best defenses down the stretch, you know, that's uh, just Washington, LA, the Giants, who are really strong on defense. You know, we didn't even have our, we didn't have Carson uh, or or Hyde. We we were down to um, the Rook and uh, and then Homer. We were, yeah, and then we brought in uh, Alex, you know, yeah. Collins, you know, yeah. and uh, and they they perform admirably. It was you know, a tough situation to be in. But like I said, just uh as well as the defenses kind of maybe knowing we were a little predictable, when you don't have a true running threat, someone that you know is going to get 20 to 25 touches, whether it's carries or – you don't have to honor the play action. And so they were all yeah. like, wait, let's just play deep to short. We got this. Rally up. Make the tackle. Just make it, you know, a 10 to 15 play drive for them to have to score. And um, because it, it was becoming – as bad as – I mean, you know, as good as we were on offense, we were that bad on defense, you know, for the first half of the season uh, before yeah, the trade with Dunlap. And so, you know, there was the added pressure of, if I don't put up 35 to 40, we might not win. That was a real thing. And whether that we talked about it or not, that's that's how bad we were doing on defense because of all the injuries over there.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, to the uh, uh, play-action counterparts then here, because next up is rah, 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 running backs – And uh, Chris Carson, I mean, he's back, baby, and he's been doing the crazy workouts in the offseason. He's got like, you know, I don't know, 700 pounds on the the bar, and then he's like standing on a yoga ball and like while, you know, hanging by his toes from a curl bar. I don't know. He's got the craziest workouts I've ever seen, and he's jacked, and he's ready, and I'm ready, and I'm excited, and I know you guys are too, right?
2: The dude's gonna run some people over. He's gonna oh, send some yeah. people home. I, sticks, baby. Yeah, I tackling a dude like that would be so difficult. I can't imagine. But like, I I don't know, Lofa, Did you take his his uh, trainer's program or what? Because I see
0: well, you in there. Look,
1: his, look at his lifting there. It's in the middle there. Have uh,
2: you got to? You guys got to go to Instagram. I can do
0: leg day with him. Nothing else. Look,
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean crazy dude's a freak
0: that's like that how many plates are on that right there that's that's the one i think i saw it was like six on each side
1: lofa it's insane right
0: yeah that was the one i think where one of the plates the clip fell off and this it scared the shit out of me because he was going back up and he balanced it just enough to get it back and racked but 245s on one side (laughs) jesus look at him right there (laughs) Two forty-fives on one side fell off and the other one stayed on and he just like pulled the bar down because it was getting ready to tiptoe or you know seesaw he grabbed it and racked it and i was like
1: you guys seahawk fans like not to get weird but go to our instagram turn the lights down a little bit and check out the
0: picture of chris carson he got up here
1: now
2: I mean, the guy he looks like the hulk that's just good lighting he's a he's a bodybuilder as a football player like running backs aren't supposed to look like that that's no no one's supposed to look like that. That's ridiculous.
1: Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Uh, let's talk about some of his uh, other compatriots or compadres uh, fighting for spots back there in the backfield. Rashad Penny, it feels like a make-it-or-break-it year to me for him. Right, guys? I mean, high draft pick, but just not a lot of production so far in his career. A couple of good games, some bright spots, but he's really got to bring it this year, doesn't he? Yeah,
0: he
2: he's he's got to stay healthy i mean he he yeah. could be such a uh, he could be a game changer you know having a two-headed monster in the backfield especially for a west coast offense like that would be a game changer yeah. but I, he just needs to stay healthy he's got the speed he's got everything it sounds like he's healthy and sounds like Man. he's feeling good
1: after the mock game he's got an issue uh of Pete course Harris, he already has an issue rashad penny already has an injury he finds himself in the injury report already again uh this year uh, you know Pete Pete's gotta be a little frustrated, Lofa, right? I mean, come on, like this guy was such a high draft pick. We had such high hopes for him coming out of San Diego State, but we just haven't been able to see much from him in his career so far.
0: Yeah. I mean, we got that glimpse, was it the second year when you know he put up the hundred and forty yards against Philly, looked amazing the next week he, you know, tore his ACL. So you know, it's you feel for the kid though. You know, with those those expectations placed on you, you know, and um, you know, just hope that he can just make it healthy, make it through a season healthy, so he can show what he can do. Because I mean, that guy he was phenomenal in college. I know it was just college, but um, you know, that's that's why you take him that high. Because I mean, in the film I saw in college when he was healthy, and I know it San Diego State, so Mountain West, but he was pulling away from guys by 10 and 15 yards, you know, in a 50, 60 yard run. And I mean, you know, those guys aren't that bad of athletes in the secondary to, you know, they got speed too. Yeah. But his game speed was just too, too real. So I hope he gets back on track um, because that would be quite the combination with, uh, with Carson.
1: Yeah. And then Alex Collins, speaking of getting guys back, he's he's out there competing, man. And and we like him a lot. I mean, that one run last year looked like uh, shades of Marshawn Lynch again, you know, with with him in the backfield there. So uh, Alex Collins, I'm excited about him. You know, D.J. Dallas out there uh, still, you know, doing his thing. Um, It's we got a lot of running backs. It's just going to be interesting to see who makes it onto the you know opening day roster.
0: Dan, Dean sent me a a clip right before the show. Uh, of, uh he's putting alex dudes collins. on
2: skates it's yeah uh, i'm i'm all in alex collins Ooh, baby.
0: 2021 I'm all i'll am all. i send it to you it was insane okay. i, need but, to I see mean it, it, it's what he did it's what he did in college his college tape was one of the most fun to watch and i thought he was going to go a lot higher than the fifth round uh, but that just shows you you know john knowing you know the value uh and where you can get a guy because again it didn't work out the first time he left went to Baltimore in 10 games. He almost put up 1,000 yards, and then, you know, he's back here now. And, um, you know, love having him because he's a guy that can go between the tackles, around the corner, you know, outside zone, and he's got good hands, and the route running capabilities are, are unbelievable.
1: Well, how many backs do <clears throat> you going to keep coming out of camp? Because right now, let me see, they got one, two, three, four, five, six on the roster right now. You know, you got Josh Johnson, uh, Cameron Scarlett, who else – i mean chris carson alex collins dj dallas like we talked about i mean how many are they going
2: to
0: keep They'd probably keep at least five okay. um that especially with Aurora? rashad
2: banged, or especially with penny banged up already right yeah. at least five
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah okay yeah all right because everyone you mentioned after after penny is they're going to contribute on teams too so yeah so, hmm. you, gotcha. you know homer dallas you know
1: well, moving down the, the list here, or down, down the roster, we come to tackles. And, and I'm, I'm getting nervous. I know Lofa is, too, sending articles back and forth to each other over the weekend. Dwayne Brown is still holding oh. in. This is a new thing now, guys. Quote, unquote, he's holding in uh, at camp. And Pete Carroll says that Dwayne is, quote, sending a message... Um, But Pete also says, you know, that they got to get it worked out. And my question for you two is they got to get it worked out, right?
0: Yeah. I mean, there was I – I didn't send it to you because I didn't want to, you know, hit the panic button like you always do, Brett Davern. But (laughs) Like there was like there was an article where <laughs> um, they talked about, they're like, oh, well, you know, what's the status with Dwayne? And this was about a, a week ago where it wasn't practicing, whatever. Not a big deal, right? Holding and, in. Uh, yeah, holding in. And, uh, and they're like, you, you know, is there anything going on uh, with the contract? And he just, he didn't even address. He goes, oh, we're not talking about that. Like, just played it to the left, you know, kind of like, and but now it's it's some that has to be talked about because i mean um i I don't even who is starting if he's not starting
2: well okay right
1: we got we got the rookie Stone Forsyth, which might be one of the best names in the NFL, especially for a lineman. So Sorry. you know, <laughs> write that one down. But he's the rookie. There he is, uh, out of Florida, Stone Forsyth. There's also Brandon Shell, but I, Brandon Shell, he should be our right tackle. I mean, that's that's he's probably our starting right tackle. Um, he could slide over and play left, obviously, but that's not the plan but he's there. Um, and then there's just a bunch of other guys who I haven't really heard their names. So we got to get this done with Dwayne Brown and and get this thing ready to go. Come on.
2: Yeah. I think no questions asked. I like, I have a hundred dollar bill. If he needs anything, I got maybe 20 bucks <laughs> actually. I probably have 20 bucks. Uh, if he needs anything, I'll, I'll do it, man. A little uh, down
0: payment. Little down guys, payment. Uh,
2: they, they don't blink though.
1: John Schneider Pete Carroll they usually don't blink when it comes to this kind of stuff you know it's they they put the offers out there Lofa we've seen this time and time again it's it's also I know we're not talking defense but Jamal Adams continues to hold in and all the reports out there out there are that they've made some pretty good offers to these guys who still don't like these offers and then you know it's like, you know, both sides are waiting for someone to blink and John and Pete don't blink in these situations. And I just, I don't want it to start costing games, especially in the regular season.
0: That'd be a nightmare. They made an offer to Dwayne or, or just Jamal? Uh,
1: Jamal. I know the reports are out there that they've made good offers, but he's, you know.
0: Well, good offers for back. you. I mean.
1: They- well, according <laughs> <laughs> Buddy. You you act like I'm the one writing the article or that I'm their agent. You no, know, the
0: way you like, report it sometimes, I feel like you on, might what? have an what? alias. Henry First of all, I'm
1: answer. not a reporter. I'm a Seahawks fan with a podcast, okay? I'm not a reporter.
0: Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> do
1: you want to look around your neck over there? What do you even got hanging around your we'll neck? We'll
0: get to that later. <laughs> oh, okay.
1: Right. I, I'm not a reporter. I'm just a
2: fan trying to ask a question. Leave me alone. I, I don't even think Dwayne would be playing right now, though. He's got the the <clears> – <throat> you know the special senior treatment going on you know doesn't yeah. practice yeah. you know you, you gotta keep those knees healthy baby you're like I don't yeah. Think be that's
0: with. No, yeah that's it. no that's a good point that is very true but i mean as after you know a couple of things that have been said just like well we're we'll making a statement and, you know like it's just it is getting out there that <clears throat> it's not just the senior treatment it's not just like hey that's a uh, right. that's our og and we're going to take care of them it's you know it's Maybe some some, and,
1: some frustrations building yes. up maybe with it mm-hmm. within Pete Carroll. I mean, you played well, for from him both college. sides. You know him like well, from both sides. Yeah, yeah.
0: from you, Dwayne, who wants you know. I know he's thirty six, but he's still playing at pro bowl level. He deserves um, everything, man. He's yeah. He's your leader, you know. You know, right now on the line, and you know, probably on the offense. You know, that's a guy that you know when things are going south, he steps up and says something. And everybody listens. So, you know, just he wants a little more security than to finish out one year, a one year contract. Yeah. You know?
1: Well, but you can see why fans are getting nervous, obviously, right? Like, we're fans,
0: we're nervous. I'm nervous.
1: nervous. These things, <laughs> oh, yeah. They, they go this way with, with Pete and John and, and this, you know, well, current Seahawks even, era, like Cam Chancellor, Even Russ girls, just
0: chimed Earl, in though.
1: Earl's deals. Like, I'm just saying, you can feel why I'm nervous and why everybody's Even,
0: even Russ said, yeah, we got to get that done. So, I mean, it's Russ like. Russ
1: is nervous, man. We,
0: you know Russ is nervous. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: How's he, how's he going to cook if he's on his back?
0: You know, let's yeah. get this thing done. Let's go. Yeah. I, a lot of Carson right down the A and B gap, you know. Yeah. We're not going outside. Can Ru- I mean, I have 20
2: bucks. I know Russell, you know, has a little bit more than that. Just come on. Throw him a little side cash. Like, let's go. Let's get this done bucks, with. 20 bucks isn't going to do it, Dean. You got to happily start. You, you can get a, a couple of Dick's
0: hamburgers with. It. It'll be perfect. Like, You can start the, the fan GoFundMe and get this done. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm in we got to get it done. It works against the salary cap, though. At what
1: point do you both, though, hit the full-blown panic button? Like, after the final preseason game, if these two contracts aren't settled by then?
0: Uh, Well, I guarantee you Jamal's going to get done. That's what they're working so hard for. And this is why Dwayne was on the back burner. It's like, okay, with everything they gave up for, you know, uh, Jamal, they're like we have to get this done, and mm-hmm. he is in the long-term plans. And not that Dwayne's not in the long-term plans, but the immediate future is is pointing towards Jamal and getting his deal done. All
1: right. Well, we're going a little long on this episode, <clears throat> uh, I know, but we we yeah, you know there's a lot to cover on the in it, as we try to go through the entire offense during the preseason, but. Um, the tight ends are up next. Will Disley, Gerald, uh, Everett, Colby Parkinson, who's like nine feet tall. Steven yep. Sullivan, who is still listed as a wide receiver, I think, but like probably will play some tight end. Um, if you're looking for Jacob Hollister, he's now on the Buffalo Bills. So he's, he's not out there anymore. Our, our guy. Um, but, uh, Dean, how are the tight ends looking? And, and Lofa, I want to ask you scheme wise, because it seems like we're going to be doing a lot of two tight ends and, and, and all that. But Dean, first off, Shane Waldron's new offense, are they using a lot of tight ends out there?
2: Yes. Uh, I'm telling you right now, you heard it here first. It's Cody Parkinson's season. Okay, boys? Wow. It's, he, he, I think he had five grabs yesterday. And the dude, yeah. if you're 6'12", you're not supposed to move like that. Like, that's wow. ridiculous. Uh, the dude is really going to help out, you know, in the red zone. But, I mean, Gerald Everett, he's just another receiver. He's yeah. going to be a stud, too. If you're a fantasy Fair. guy – be looking out for him because he's going to get a lot of grabs. And obviously uncle will is just a stud who can do it all. Yeah. Um, The tight ends are going to be a game changer. You know, it's, we, we still haven't solidified our third, fourth, fourth receiver. We don't know how D is, is going to, if he's going to be healthy right off the bat. So I, I think the tight ends are going to have a huge role in this, in this Waldron offense.
1: Yeah. I agree. I agree completely. I'm hearing a lot about the tight ends everywhere and everything that I'm reading. Lofa.
0: Yeah. Stoked about him. Um, you know, Dean hit it on the head. Waldron used the two tight end set with Higby and, and Everett down there consistently. So, and, um, you know, you got a bigger, more athletic guy to put out there, you know. Um, so maybe the fullback won't be used as much as we, as we just talked about. So
1: Yeah, well, and I like uh, Dean with the fantasy pick there for Gerald Everett because, you know, him and Waldron have that relationship coming from L.A. Yeah. You know, he knows how to use him. So I think that's a savvy move if you're looking for a pickup in your fantasy leagues out there, everybody uh, wide receivers is the last position group here on offense to talk about, but it's a staff position group for the Hawks, man, DK uh Lockett, Obviously Freddie Swain, Penny Hart, who I'm hearing a ton about in preseason. I Dwayne or uh, sorry, not Dwayne. I was reading already Dean can fill us in on Penny Hart running around out there in the mock game, but also uh Dwayne Eskridge, which is what I was going to say. The rookie, our draft pick, Yet to see the field with a toe issue. Um, but in general, I mean, we're feeling good about the wide receivers, right, guys?
2: The de- I mean, there's a lot of death, right? I mean, big play, Freddie Swain. Um, I mean, Hart, like all these guys. I just don't know who's going to be three. I don't know who's going to be four. Um, I'm so excited to see what D can do out there um, with his speed. Um, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. When you have DK and Tyler, it's hard to kind of look around at three and four and the yeah. other guys around there. It's just like those guys are such animals. But even last year, you know, how many? I mean, David Moore. You know, he he got some huge clutch passes thrown to him. And so I'm trying. I'm curious who's going to pick up that third spot, whether it's Penny Hart or Big Play Freddie Swain, because they they both can do it. Um, I just really hope D comes comes back healthy. And it sounds like you know those. Is it a toe thing? Yeah, it sounds it's like, like yeah.
1: It's a and lingering linger, toe issue. Right? Yeah, it's what it says, a lingering toe issue. Pete Carroll totally trying to change shoes so that he can come back earlier. I mean, these things linger. I don't know what it is, Lofa, but, I mean, we got to get him on the field, and then, you know, I, I you know, we can really do something. A wide receiver. I don't know. I ran out of words. Lofa, talk about the receivers.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, you, you got through one and two. We were really two ones, if you want to get serious. Tyler Lockett oh, yeah. and and Metcalf. Um, and then after that, because if those guys go off like they did to begin last season, then they will be getting some double teams thrown their way, some bracket coverage, um, you know, when when that opportunity permits on the defense. And and you're gonna have to look for that third guy and who's it gonna be? With esridge out, I mean it's it's hard as a rookie to come in and learn the playbook and and do all the right things mm-hmm. if you don't get the reps and so that's a little concerning um you know I, he's playing behind right now and so um it's gonna be right now every every time i look up there's like a penny heart <laughs> highlight reel yeah or a catch or a big catch and um so what he's doing right now is earning you know russell's trust and you know so that's that's a big part of you know the quarterback wide receiver you know chemistry is just like yo can i if i go to you because otherwise you're going to take russ is going to take a chance and double coverage with with metcalf and lockett knowing that hey there's still a great chance that this guy comes down with the ball first
2: yeah in reality i I think wide receiver three is gonna be gerald everett honestly that dude he he looks like take yeah he almost looks like dk out there but he's a little thicker he's a big boy uh, the dude is fast for a tight end. I think he's going to be the true wide, wide receiver. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good take too. Um, let me tell everybody though, some other names just when you're watching the preseason games, because there's a lot of wide receivers to look out there for, as we're looking like you guys are saying to for who's going to fill in slots three and four and five and on and on uh, Aaron Fuller from Washington, you know, local guy. So shout out to him running around out there. Number 17, um, Cade Johnson, who's a rookie out of South Dakota state that, um, you know, he's undrafted, but like, I hear a lot about him, uh, 510 I don't know why I'm hearing a lot about him, but I'm hearing a lot about him. So who's,
0: who's uh, the kid, who's the kid that chose to sign here over a lot of other places?
1: Uh, Connor Weddington from Stanford, six feet, 200 pounds, uh, wearing number 87. Um, but he's a local guy, right? Up from, from yeah. Washington state, even though he went to Stanford. So he wanted to be a Seahawk. He chose to come and be a Seahawk, like Lofa said, so look out for him running around there. John Ursua, Travis uh, Tovinen, I don't know, Cody Thompson, um, uh, Roberson. I don't even – he's a rookie from Wayne State, 5'9", 170. So a lot of wide receivers out there as you watch these preseason games. And Lofa, a lot of these guys, it's going to come down to what they do on special teams, right?
0: That's the make or break. I mean, you think about – Two of the best receivers we ever had. You know, they made it here on teams. I'm talking about Baldwin and Curse. Just they went out there. They were blocking kicks, you know, making tackles, and that's you know what you need from the fourth, fifth, sixth spot. You know, however many decide to keep, and um, so that's that's what will ultimately determine who makes this team.
1: Well, time to move into on that. Well. Time to move on to our zone in segment. We made it, guys. We made it through the offensive roster. Uh, Let's zone in on some stuff. We do this because Lofa's company is Zone In CBD, the best CBD in the biz. If you're going to squat 1,200 pounds like Chris Carson, make sure you zone in beforehand. Right, Dean?
2: Dean, I know you're zoned in. Zoned in right before we do the bicep curls, but I mean, not really calf raises. I, can they help me out with my calves, LoPa? That's what I'm trying to worry. That's yeah, why I live but- in Seattle, so I can wear jeans, you know, ten months out of the year. LoPa, do you have a special calf uh, formula? At Zon-
0: nah, I'm Samoan. I mean, really, I oh, got whatever. Calves. Nah, you don't
2: need to do anything. Yeah, that calf formula is built in, isn't it? you gotta yeah, show up. You know,
0: yeah, it's in the jeans. G- you know, legs and shoulders. I was blessed with that.
1: <laughs> you guys can get 20% off of your first purchase or or all your purchases. I think oh. not just your first purchase Yeah. yeah. At zoneincbd.com in where you can also pick it up um, in person at any Bartel drugstores up there in the PNW uh, Lofa. Let's, let's go with your suggestion here. Let's zone in on rookies of the year and make some way too early predictions for this kind of thing. What do you, what are you thinking? Were you talking about just for the Seahawks, or were you talking about for the entire? I was
0: talking for the league. Yeah, yeah. It's, you oh, know, just, yeah. that's why well, they have a whole draft. I mean, you know? I, I gotta we go. We only had three picks, man. I mean, it's not going to be a hard one for us.
1: Well, I gotta go with Thor then, <laughs> well, QB Thor with the long blonde hair from uh, Trevor what, Lawrence. Yeah, from Clemson, he's he'll
0: be it. Don't you think? No, no. Hmm, I do mean, you... is he even going to play week one? What's I don't even I see him. Some throw it past the Tim Tebow. That was cool. Um, no, the
1: Jags will be like zero and eight, and then they'll put him in, and he'll go eight and zero and win Rookie of the Year. I don't. Know. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Who do you got, though? Who- well, yeah. I
0: think it could be actually if you want to go Jags, I think it could be Etienne, the the running back that played with him at Clemson. But um, so he's he's an intriguing prospect, but. Um, I, i'm gonna i'm gonna stick with okay naji harris oh,
1: yeah, et, etienne. yeah etienne yeah yeah dean we can't let that pronunciation slide right that wasn't yeah we can't that's come on figure that out let's go come on man we're zoning <laughs> in on this segment
0: anyways so, <laughs> so, so really interrupted so naji harris over in pittsburgh like they, they draft him they they want big Ben wants to run the ball so it's tomlin they've always that's been the staple to open up the pass game i'm going with him On offense and then on defense, I can't wait to watch this kid play. I mean, I'm terrified of what he's going to do to us. But Zayvon Collins, Uh the middle linebacker for the Cardinals, I mean, that guy looks like something special, you know, in his his film from Tulsa. 6'4", 260, and, you know, he – when there's a guy six four, two sixty and he's moving around really effortlessly, like he in and out of breaks, smooth, um, getting around line like, like like a KJ Wright made it look real smooth at six four and a half, whatever he was, two fifty. That's what I saw. And so it's um it's a rare combination of size and speed. And I think, you know, he's gonna make a lot of plays behind uh JJ Watt and uh Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm.
2: Dean, who you got? I'm sticking with uh I'm not doing the whole league. I'm just going with Seattle, and it's going to be okay. it's going to be not a very sexy pick. I texted so we drafted this guy. I texted Lofa within seconds saying he's going to be our kick returner, and he gave me a met. And guess who was returning kicks yesterday? Is Trey Brown? He's going to be oh he is going to be a stud on special teams. And he's going to return Good. two count them two kicks this year. He's going to be my rookie guy. I'm, I'm stoked ready to, to watch him return kicks. I think one play, I gave him yeah,
1: one kick or both punts, both kickoffs. What what are we going with for the two? I think I just
2: saw him doing kick returns. Um, okay. I mean, right. DJ, DJ Reed was kind of nasty, you know, returning kicks too. But I'm yeah. telling you, I saw in uh, Trey Brown's highlight reel, the dude can <laughs> return kicks and is quick, and he's he's got the ability I- to do it, man.
0: Yeah, I gave it the, the super meh. and meh. And uh, I was wrong. All right, I'm a big man. I <laughs> admit what I'm wrong. Okay. I texted him the moment I
2: saw him run out there and ret- return the kick, I was like, Oh, here we go.
0: Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, as soon as he sorry. was drafted, I got a text. That's our returner. And yep. I was wrong. All
1: right. Lopa, ah. who do you got for Seahawks rookie of the year?
0: Um we only got three guys, right? I'm um, <laughs>
1: well, Undrafted guys too. There's undrafted guys. Hope there. it's
0: not forsay. No that I guess. stone. <laughs> <laughs> But we need Dwayne in there. Yeah. Uh, And speaking of Dwayne, let's go with Dwayne Eskridge. That's okay. We get him out there. I mean, I I can't wait. His his highlights were incredible. So, yeah, just want to see what he can add to this offense. All
1: right, I'll go with the undrafted guy, Connor Weddington. He wanted to be here. Let him put his money where his mouth is and go out there and prove it on the field. And I think he will. I think he'll have a good rookie campaign for the Hawks. And I think he might be our Seahawks rookie of the year. That's my pick.
2: I like Mm. that. But, hey, but the UW boy Fuller was killing it yesterday.
0: He looked good.
1: Yeah, that's true. But he's, he's in a lot of his, grabs. He's in his second season, I think, officially.
0: So he can't get rookie. Okay, out. okay. Was he practice squad? Or was he? Ah, never mind. No. His, yeah.
1: Well, he's listed as I digress. A year yeah. one. Whatever, <laughs> Again, I'm not a reporter. Leave me alone. That's the end of the show, everybody. That's a wrap on this supersized edition of the Seahawks podcast. Thanks for listening on the Believe Sports Network. or on brinks.tv, everybody. Um, uh, oh, I'm being handed notes. Wow, I, I, I can't read that right now. I'm doing the wrap out. That's it for us, everybody. We love you. Thanks for uh, checking us out. If you have emails, seahawkspod at gmail.com, seahawkspod p- at gmail.com, or hit us up. I'm going too fast, guys. Hold on. Too much coffee. <sighs> <laughs> or hit us up on any social media. Believe in Seahawks. B L E A V in Seahawks. Dean, you're the man. Thanks for jumping on this episode, dude. Appreciate
2: you having me, guys.
0: Yeah, yeah go
1: brother. Hawks. Give us a good go Hawks, Russell Wilson style. Go Hawks, baby. <laughs> LoFA, uh, let's break it down and wrap it out. Come on, lead us oh, Wait.
0: Before we break it down, shout out to Special Olympics Washington. Um, I did the community challenge and they sent me, you know, a gold medal. So I, I've, I brought home the gold. but uh, the community challenge to raise money for and keep the uh, the athletes motivated during COVID. and um, I want to thank everybody that, that donated. We raised a couple grand for them and um, you know it means a lot to me so thank you so much.
1: Hell yeah, man. All right. Hands in the middle, everybody. Lofa, lots to break it down to from this episode. We got, uh, uh, let's see, her, uh, up-tempo type stuff. We got Steve Hutchison. We went over him. We got, you know, training camps in full swing. What, what do you got for us?
0: I mean, Seahawks in the Hall of Fame. We had two going in, man. We had that's
1: two. true. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, Two of my brothers,
0: man. Uh, well, three. Troy Palamal also went in. Um you know, I know we don't want to talk about the Steelers, but we played <laughs> no. together at USC. So, um, you know, shout out to my brothers that went in—that's you know a lifetime achievement—and I, you know, playing next to them, watching them, you know, earn it every day. It was inspiring and incredible, and they're even greater human beings off the field. So, love those guys. Uh, my brothers in the Hall of Fame—all on cool. three. One, two, three. My brothers in the, my brother's in the, Hall, brother's in the Hall
1: of Fame. The Hall of Fame. Yeah.
0: <laughs>